Will you join me in prayer? Holy God, may you speak to our hearts, to our souls, to our minds. Remove me if you need to. In your name we pray. Amen. After being baptized by his cousin John, Jesus goes off to be alone for 40 days in the wilderness. There he fasts, he is tempted, and as Christian writer Frederick Buechner puts it, it is in the wilderness where Jesus wrestles with the question of what does it mean to be Jesus? Like us, Jesus asks the question, who am I? We in the Christian faith, at times, we believe in terrible math. For instance, we believe that in holy mystery that Jesus is 100% human, but also 100% God. So how and when did Jesus know that he was the Son of God? How did he know that he was divine? Did he know this when he was born? Did he figure it out as a child? Did he know he was divine in a similar way that a child knows that their parents love them? I don't have the answers for that, but I wonder if Beekner is on to something. Perhaps in the wilderness, in those 40 days, Jesus searches for his authentic life, one that would drive his ministry and ultimately bring about redemption. So here we find ourselves at the beginning of Lent, 40 days plus Sundays to Easter. And what if in these 40 days, like Jesus, we search for our authentic selves. And so today, we start with dust, with ashes. Traditionally, on Ash Wednesday, we're reminded of our mortality. We hear that from dust we came, and to dust we shall return. It's a hard message to be reminded that one day we will pass away. On Sunday, January 26th of this year, it had been a long day here at the church. I had youth group, worship, and my friend Annalise came to speak to our young adults. And after that gathering, my wife and I took Annalise out for coffee. And as we were about to leave, I look in my phone, and I have about 50 messages from a variety of people notifying me of Kobe Bryant's tragic death in a helicopter crash with eight other people, including his daughter, Gianna. I saw the message, I looked at my wife, and I just began to cry. Now, I know that Kobe Bryant is a complicated figure for some, yet for me, as a kid who grew up in the greater Los Angeles area, I grew up watching and loving Kobe Bryant as an L.A. Laker. Like, to this day, I still cannot shoot a piece of trash into a bin without going, Kobe! But unlike Kobe, I do not make it into the bucket. The news of his death hit me hard as well as many people around the world. There was a somber presence in the atmosphere after his passing. I watched a video of Kobe Bryant's former teammate Shaquille O'Neal in tears confessing to his colleagues and friends that he has not done the best job of hanging out with them, of keeping in touch. I saw tweets from people saying that they were hugging their loved ones extra close that night. I did the same on the night of Kobe's death. I reminded my family my wife, my friends, that I love them dearly. Kobe's death was tragic, and I think it hit people hard because it reminded people of their own mortality. 
It was a reminder of the realization that life can be taken away at any moment. Life can be long, but life can also be short. So friends, if you have lost a loved one, whether it was recently or many years ago, I am so sorry for your loss. May the peace of God, may the peace of Christ, may the peace that passes all understanding be with you. So what do we do with this life that we are given? How can we live authentically in the short time that we have here? These are questions that we will be journeying with during the season of Lent right here at Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church. But I wonder, I wonder if living authentically actually starts with a form of death. What if living authentically actually starts with death, death itself? What do I mean by this? While I was in seminary, I took some classes on a farm. Princeton Theological Seminary has some classes that integrate theological education with small, sustainable agriculture. Naturally, the farm is called the farminary. It was there that I was introduced to the compost pile. The compost pile consists of rotting fruits and vegetables, and it's mixed with dirt and with leaves. The director of the farminary arranged for local markets to deliver the rotten produce to us instead of throwing it away. And it was often my job to take that produce, put it in the compost pile, and then shovel it and mix it with the rest of the produce that has already died. It was hard and stinky work. Yet over time, those dead things began to take on new life. You dig deep into the compost pile, and there is more stinky moisture, and it's hot. The temperature rises, but something starts to become alive. And eventually, what was once dead becomes new soil. Good soil that gives life to lettuce, beets, flowers, tomatillos, and bok choy. Now, I don't like tomatoes. But the cherry tomatoes that I picked straight from the vine and put it in my mouth and ate it was one of the most life-giving food experiences I have ever had. And to think that what was once dead helped that cherry tomato come into existence. Now it's only Ash Wednesday. I don't want to go straight to Easter. For now, I want to focus on the time of death. I want to focus on the rotting produce that is thrown into the pile before life begins because something actually has to die. What in your life needs to die so you can start or continue an authentic life? In the passage that we sang, Psalm 51, the psalmist who many believe to be King David writes, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a right spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain in me a willing spirit. Many believe that this psalm was written after the prophet Nathan called King David out for taking Bathsheba as his own and having her husband Uriah the Hittite murdered in war. King David has remorse and he asks for a new heart. He wants to be renewed. He wants a more authentic life and in the process of doing so, he throws his sins in the compost pile. I took seven of our confirmation students, who were approved by session last night to be confirmed, to the farminary earlier this month. 
we did a lesson on grace and shame. And I asked them, what are the things that make you feel worthless? And we wrote them down on a giant piece of paper, and we ripped that paper into pieces. I handed those pieces of paper to our students, and we walked over to that compost pile, and they literally threw them there. We wanted to let shame die. What do you need to let die? What do you need to throw in the compost pile? Perhaps it's an addiction, and putting that in a compost pile means attending a support group. Perhaps it's anger in your heart towards a particular person, and it's time to throw that grudge in the compost pile. Perhaps it's a behavior that's harming you or a loved one. Perhaps it's an abusive relationship that you need to leave. Perhaps you cannot forgive yourself for something, and it's your shame that you need to let die so that you can begin to forgive yourself. Christ has already forgiven you. Perhaps it's the pursuit of more and more money. I once met a man who I believe was involved in some really shady business. He never told me what the business was, but I'm pretty sure it was illegal. He put his head down, his hands covering his face, and with all the burdens in the world, and in all honesty, he said to me, I'm tired of all of this. I'm tired of chasing money. What if he threw that burden in the compost pile? What if we were able to throw the things that keep us from living authentically in the compost pile and we let them die? What if in the season of Lent we begin to see God work in that compost to create something in us that is new and good, a more authentic version of ourselves as beloved children of God? What is holding you back? Let those things die. Throw them in the compost pile. Mix them up with the dust and with the ashes. And God will begin to do work with you and make things new. There's a song from a band called Gunger. And Gunger sings to God and says, You make beautiful things out of dust. You make beautiful things out of us. Amen.